to the latest edition of the Midnight Genius Hour. What's up, everybody? Got your man Brian here. Yo, yo, and you got your boy Nick. Got to hear a little bit of uh, Mulatu Astatke and the Black Jesus Experience. Title that one, Mulatu. You heard anything about that album, Nick? No, man, I'm a big uh, big fan of Mr. Astatke, but had no idea he had some, some new stuff. Who's this, the Black Jesus Experiment? Black Jesus Experience, Ethiopian jazz band from Australia. And uh, they have uh, definitely got the recognition of Mr. Astatke. He called them his favorite backing band. This is his second album with them. This one's called To Know Without Knowing. Wow, so he's already done work with them. The father of Ethio jazz. I remember when you showed me this guy with the uh, uh, inspiration information, the Heliocentrics, remember that album? 
what you got for us Nick so uh, one of my all-time favorite bands from uh, Los Angeles uh, Ozo Motley I mean one of the one of the most uh, unique sounding groups that fuses all types of you know Latin sounds with funk and hip-hop uh, so yeah man if you haven't you know heard anything about Ozo Motley there's a huge catalog to jump into uh, of these guys and uh, this uh, this new single they uh, Cholo Yardi oh yeah his name is Kali Buds is uh, is the act that they got uh, helping them out here but uh, Cholo Yardi Ozo Motley let's check it out been a minute since we've uh, put out a, a podcast so kind of just want to run down what we've been up to what we've been reading listening to so so talk to me man what you uh, what you've been taking your time up with catching up on a, a lot of reading i finally finished this uh book that i had started i want to say maybe even at the end of last year by a japanese writer haruki murakami it's called the wind up bird chronicle but now that i'm actually done with it I can fully say that I fully recommend it. It's a book about identity, kind of finding yourself and finding maybe what you're really about. You know, it's a big thing that I guess we struggle as humans all the time is what's our what's our purpose in life. One big thing that I liked is that it's, it, it talks a lot about how can you really ever truly know someone? What's your uh, opinion on that, Nick? Can you truly ever know someone? Uh... So I guess uh, if I would say if I had to, to to you know hone in on an answer that it would be no because I mean as people we're constantly changing, mm-hmm. so as much as you feel like you know a person, 
well, unfortunately, that person may not be the same person tomorrow, the next week, two years from now. So, I mean, in, in all in all, I guess it's uh, it's hard to say you can truly, really ever know someone, which is kind of scary, but that's hu- that's human life. It's all uncertainty, and, and you got to have faith in some things. Yeah, that's a good point how you say uncertainty. That's another topic or the theme in the book is how there's so many uncertain things in life. You know, one of the things that they talk about in the book is marriage and love, and he's going through a tough time with his wife. And he even asks himself, you know, like, how do I know that she's really telling me the truth? You know, I'm believing everything she's saying. I have no reason to not believe it, but who's to say that she doesn't have some kind of double life? For sure, and many people do, man. But like I said, that's where the whole idea of, you know, having faith and, you know, doing doing your part, though, too, especially, like, in that situation, I don't really know much about the plot, but, you know, speaking on relationships, you know, you got you to meet each other halfway, I think. Yeah, it also has a lot to do with alienation. A lot of the characters have their journey in the book, individual from the other characters, and so it has a lot to do with solitude. From there, I was uh, fortunate to get Jeff Tweedy's memoir. I know I mentioned that a couple of times. You spoke about him, what, last week or two weeks ago? Just started that. That one's badass. It feels like he's talking to you directly. So I have some updates on that. And I got uh, my copy of Keen Lear that I'm trying to read. And that shit is just hard as fuck, man. Have you ever read that? No, man. I mean, I think I've probably only read uh, Hamlet and maybe parts of Romeo and Juliet. So not a not a, a a big reader when it comes to the Shakespeare stuff. But I definitely do remember, man. You you'll read like fucking I don't know four or five lines, and you're just reading words at times because you're like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm in fucking school, like I'm studying for a test when I'm reading it, dude, because I have to be cross-referencing and making sure that I'm understanding all his metaphors. I know it sounds corny, but it's true what they say, that it's really just poetry. I, I feel like it sort of <laughs> it sort of helps me be a little bit smarter, though, because then I catch metaphors, like when I'm watching TV shows or movies and people say metaphors and, and imagery, I catch it because it's all Shakespeare is. Yes. I mean, he there. there's not one line that it's just plain English. No, he wants you to be tripping out on what he could possibly mean. It, yeah, I had a, I remember an English professor at UTEP talking about, like, you know, most of you have only read so much of Shakespeare, but, you know, when you really unpack all the metaphors that we use in the English language, majority of them come from this single man. And she started, like, you know, rattling off some stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, all those are Shakespeare, you know, metaphors? That's wild. 
How how long is it? Is it a particularly long read? No, it's not even that long either, dude. I, I mean, I want to say that the actual book itself is maybe like a hundred and thirty pages, and um, it's it's split into five acts, and I'm in the middle of the second act, and I've been reading it for maybe a month. And I guess because I'm rusty as fuck. It, I have a lot of Shakespeare books, but I only read maybe four or five in high school. I read Othello, Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth. And then I got a bunch of copies throughout the years. And this is one that I found at a bookstore. And I just never read it. And I pulled it out. And I just told myself, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. And I'll, and I'll give a recap once I'm done. Because it's dramatic. Really good drama. What about you, man? What you've been doing to keep up, stay busy? Well, I will just say this. Uh, I do a fair share of reading when it comes to, like, online type stuff, like news articles. And I love scientific type stuff. But you're uh, you're inspiring me to, to get into some fiction again. I think I want to uh, read uh, Paradise Lost. That's that's one I've been wanting to get around to lately. Oh, that's a good man. So, yeah. Have you, do you have a copy of that? Negative. Hey, I'll trade you. Johnny got his gun for a copy of Paradise Lost. <laughs> no, I don't have that. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have that one either. I never read that one either, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, been running a lot. I know you've been running a fuck ton. I want to ask you more about that, but uh, I did. We did get out of town. Um, we did travel up to Cloudcroft. We did it in a responsible way, so before you judge me, uh, we literally shopped here gassed up here went to new mexico did not stop anywhere except the campsite which we came in contact with zero people it was gorgeous it was nice to just get out of the heat beautiful mountain air it was beautiful man got in a little 5k while i was up there was chasing cows on my run it was it's fucking absolutely gorgeous chasing what cows it was like a <laughs> bunch of fucking cattle where we were at Hell it's yeah, a place dude. it's a place called uh pine bluff springs no Bluff Springs, sorry, I keep fucking it up. Bluff Springs, which is uh, in the Lincoln National Forest in Cloudcroft. Uh, it's a recreational area, so you can, it's open. You can go have fun, hike. Um, and then as the camping rules go in those type of areas, there's no campsites. But it's free to camp. Like You, you just go find your own spots. We found this nice little spot on the side of a meadow, like under a, a little embankment. I mean, Max was throwing little rocks and leaves into the little meadow and chasing them. Fucking butterflies galore. I mean, picturesque. Couldn't could not complain about that trip. The one one more. sounds pretty awesome dude kudos to you yeah for sure uh so if you guys are interested hit up pine 
Pine Bluff Springs. You <laughs> still said it wrong. I think you said it was Bluff Springs. <laughs> Bluff Springs. Why do I keep fucking it up? <laughs> I just gotta, like I, this last time you were still said it all nice and slow. Check it out, guys. Pine. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I got from my mother, dude. She botches every name under the sun. For the for most of my life, I thought the restaurant was called Chick a Flick, bro. Not until I was like 18 did I actually like read it and say, wait, that says Chick-fil-A. My fucking mother oh. watches everything. My mom would always say chicken filet. Chicken filet. Ah, that's awesome, dude. Good for you. And even major more kudos to you for doing it responsibly. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said earlier, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, both of us, but especially if you have been putting in major miles. So talk to me, man. What's been what's been the uh, the running experience like lately i feel like i've just learned a lot about myself and my body and i've been running about 29 miles a week for the last four weeks and i've noticed that i basically can't seem to break the 30 mile threshold so i think 30 miles is kind of like the breaking point where i gotta be careful because i've never done it this intense and I just don't want to get injured at the same time. Well, the biggest thing that I've noticed is you've been doing a, a gradual increase, which is, you know, really smart. Um, yeah. And then yeah. secondly, um, you know, I told you that I've been having some some pains, you know, pretty often yeah. here and there. Um, you know, listening to your body is like super important. You haven't had any any issues where your body's telling you um, about pains here or there. I mean, fortunately, I don't get any pains when um, when I'm running. It's only after the fact. I don't have any problem pushing it. I never get like aches like, oh, I got to slow down or I got to stop or I got to cut this run off early. Thankfully, nothing like that. I think it's just kind of the wear and tear. And you said it was your knee? Maybe 10 plus years ago, I tore my ACL. And I think that every now and then it just kind of creeps up on me because I never got the surgery to heal it. But I can feel like the ligament, the way it feels in certain spots. But I think also the shoes, the shoes make a huge difference. I was running on what I thought was really good shoes and they're they're not. And that, that makes a huge, huge difference too, dude. It's just the shoes because fuck. And you know what it is, man? I, I, I hate to say it, but it's that fucking gel. And I've been an ASICS fan for so long and I got I to gotta say they're proprietary cushioning system which is that bluish gel that you see on the shoes i mean that shit does fucking wonders man i mean it feels it feels like you know little pillows for your feet it's amazing get into some new music what, what, what do we got next for our second tracks is it my turn to go first yeah all right man so uh don't roll your eyes at me family all right but i am uh, uh cover not covering um showcasing a track from the spongebob square pants movie which i had no fucking clue was even coming out 
but uh, apparently someone they got they got multiple movies out. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So, well, so yeah. this is the newest one, uh, which I believe is something to do with uh, the mystery, the mystery of Atlantis or something. Uh, someone steals uh, SpongeBob's trusted companion, Larry the. Uh, What's his name? The fucking... Oh, the snail? The snare, Larry the Snail. So, yeah, they go fucking... Yeah, that's a classic show, dude. Badass show. No one's rolling their eyes here. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's so nice to see, uh, you know, Latin music making such big waves in, in the world, generally speaking. But uh, one of the tracks uh, from the uh, soundtrack uh, featuring J Balvin and a cat named Tiny, which I've never heard of, but uh, the track, of course, called Agua because, you know, Mr. Spongebob's from Under the Sea. Uh, I especially love it because they take the theme music, which got the, the flute, right? And they, ch- they chop it up and they chop that flute up into this really, really fucking cool tropical Latin fucking beat. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so let's check it out, man. J Balvin Tiny. With the track Awa. Oh, wow. A stone, a stone, a stone party por debajo del agua. Baby, busca tu paraguas. Estamos bailando como pez en el agua. Como pez en el agua, agua. No existe la noche ni el día. Aquí la fiesta mantiene encendida. Siempre que pasa me guiña. Dulce como piña. A stone party por debajo del agua. Baby, busca tu paraguas. Estamos bailando como pez en el agua. Ey, como pez en el agua. Eso es así, debajo del sol. Vamos para el agua que hace calor. Dice que me vio en el televisor y que me reconoció. No fue un error. Y te conozco, Calamardo. Ya, dale, sonríe que bien la estamos pasando. Ya estamos al Gary. Montamos el party. Estamos en bikini con todas las mami. Puedo estar debajo del mar y debajo del mar tú me vas a encontrar Desde hace rato veo que quiere bailar y no cambies de tema Esto es un party por debajo del agua, baby busca tu paraguas Estamos bailando como pez en el agua, hey, como pez en el agua, agua No existe la noche ni el día, aquí la fiesta mantiene sin día Siempre hay que pasarme guiña, hey, dulce como piña muy fuerte sin ejercicio, pero bailando se me nota el juicio. Ey, tanto calor que me asfixio. Soy una estrella, pero no soy Patricio, nah. Sacúdete la arena, arenita y sonríe que así te ve bonita. Wow, de revista. Baila feliz en la pista. Bajo el sol pa' que quede morenita y parí. Puedo estar debajo del mar y debajo del mar tú me vas a encontrar. Desde hace rato veo que quiere bailar y no cambies de tema. Dame some agüita, por favor. Agüitate. Agüitate, compa. What do you think about uh, his uh, Colors album? Oh, big fan of it, man. It was uh, it was really good. I think it was. Uh underappreciated generally speaking i didn't hear a lot of people talking about it but when i play it shit i'm fucking i'm jamming most of the time how about you man what we got next for our your second track i've been listening to a lot of hip-hop lately artists that i that i have found and one of the ones that i've been really digging is this uh buffalo new york native 
It's a cat named uh, West Side Gun. Yeah, he's pretty good. He reminds me so much of one of my favorite rappers, Mr. Ghostface Killer. Just sounds like he's going to break down and cry every single time he's rapping. <laughs> he uh, started his own label. He's got brothers that are rappers. And he has an album called Pray for Paris. And just a little backstory on this album. This th- this guy, West Side Gun, he went to a fashion show in Paris. A, a man by the name of Virgil Abloh. 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 And he fell in love with his stuff that in mid-January, he's like, I'm going to make an album that just inspired me this fashion. And then while recording it, West Side Gun contracts COVID-19. Oh, shit. A shitload of producers. The Alchemist produces like a couple of tracks. There's a track that Freddie Gibbs comes out on it and he just absolutely destroys everyone. And this track is called 327, 327 by Mr. West Side Gun. Look, I swear Paris will be prayed for. Pray for. I'm release all flight to the ankles. ankles. I'm in the places that you can't go. Don't see me go in the same road. The same road. I swear Paris will be prayed for. I need Casablanca by the caseload. is in the mangoes. I'm a model now, baby. Got the face for it. Face for it. Yo, I rock it, no nashes On the runway in my coke fashion Anybody move or toe tagging My 327s was blessings Leather for torn vests Keep a loaded firearm and Mercedes arm Blessings, lost stressing 22 with grades, 25 left in the cage I told him hold your head, it's worse in the grave I threw coke in the pot Washed it, bloom, residue and consumed It started waving, had a light and dope spoon A nigga try to kill you for your recipe My shooting nasal drip flowing heavenly duck in my third felony, take your shine Two for five, me and mine's running from suit and ties You say you the flight, then who am I? Balenciaga with the hell Eliminate a popular drink still With long jean jacket, rockin' so be real Overpossum too exquisite On the dance floor, trying to finger fuck on every visit Some niggas will never risk it Hoppin' in BMs and proud of moccasin' shit They never had a pop to pissin' Body Porsche on Cavalli dishes On my Holland in the drop Porsche While in my loafers crocodile style And I be having great visions You can tell by the way I whip it You getting money then the haters with it It ain't dry, told them wait a minute Praise Pope for the way I did it I swear Paris will be prayed for Unreleased all flight to the ankles I'm in them places that you can't go Don see me go in the same road I swear Paris will be Pray for. I need Casablanca by the case. Silks with the oranges in the main. I'm a model now, baby. Got the face for yeah, the face. Yeah. I'm from an era of hard knocks and quiet stones Rap songs about crack rocks and firearms In the stash spot on some money mission Adjust the AC, conceal a biscuit It's your life, you can choose to risk it if you wanna These niggas don't want smoke, they want some marijuana I used to get kicked out of crashes for my aroma I went to school high, forgot to pick up my diploma It's way back when we used to cipher Arizona's Now I'm in that Maybach, I'm with Puff and Hover we been in corners in the six deuce Talk about last night's ten thousand dollar bottles up a juice Sip it like it's juice, homie How could I lose the shit that these fools are do to be in my shoes? I'm done playing by rules Learn from OGs, I'm retiring the jewels Everything is plain Jane, different days, same thing I mean, it's usual, it's usual.
Everything that's new to you will be the type of shit I'm used to I can give a fuck about the hated shit I'm used to If it's fuck me, then know the feeling is mutual I swear parents will be prayed for I'm released on flight to the ankles I'm in the places that you can't go It sounds like uh, Wu-Tang meets uh, Mad Lib uh, meets underground hip-hop kind of album so i think you'll dig it speaking of underground hip-hop gotta say yesterday i was running a bunch of errands and i was uh got behind a, a black ford explorer and this guy had a big ass decal on the back and it just said ugk rest in peace pimp c wow underground keens underneath it and it just took up his entire back mirror dude it was fucking badass he had to been from houston bro had to been a military guy from who houston. knows i don't know had to i i this homie that i used to work with uh he was a huge ugk fan he would always tell me like you never heard ugk bro you never heard underground keens and i rolled up next to him and honked and gave him a big old thumbs up and he was like yeah peace bro <laughs> that's crazy uh, I don't think we talked about this, but uh, fucking George Floyd, man, which, uh, rest in peace, he uh, he has a track with one of the uh, producers of the Underground Kings. What's his name? Uh, but yeah, back in those days, he, he rolled in the same circle as UGK, man. Uh, he he, no he went he, he went yeah. as Big Floyd. Oh, man, that's bad. Because you know why? Homie was big, man. I'll, I'll have a track uh, that I... That, I think Quest Love un, uh, actually unearthed a couple weeks back, and yeah, it's it's big. It's George Floyd rapping like I don't know when, but of course that chopping Coming for me just awake. I know I'm pissed. I grab my sis and split my sister with my thumb. Some of my let's get into a little bit of news talk. Wow. Oh, man. So let's let's uh, let's start um, from the ground, man. And reporting here on the ground in El Paso, Texas, we've had a pretty jolly um, tone to the podcast thus far. But uh, the the true fact is El Paso is currently burning with COVID. Man, it's it's pretty scary. And it's because people think that things are back to normal. They think that the the little social distancing that we did somehow solved the problem. And once Abbott and the rest of these governors and Trump said, let's open up the economy, they thought that was a green light to socialize, mingle with people outside of their household, go hang out with their friends. And what are we seeing? We're seeing a huge, huge, huge spread. How many, uh, it's like what, like the 20 to 30 age group makes up what, half of the new cases this past week? Yep. Consistently, 20 to 30 year olds are the ones that are spreading it. 
they're not the ones dying. I mean, they are dying, but not in the same numbers as your, you know, 70 and 80 year olds. I think when the bars opened, reopened back up, there was a lot of bars that weren't being as diligent with their social distancing guidelines. And people were just amadre in there. And that probably caused a wildfire, too. We, we live in a community where people have to be together. People cannot not be together. They have to be with their family. People have to be hanging around with their friends and their compadres and everything. I know a lot of yeah, and, I know a lot of people that. I, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. It sucks. No, no. I mean, that's yeah. As I was gonna say, I mean, it sucks because they they can't get out of that mentality. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people in this city like like it's cultural. Even when you're not close to your family. You have people mm-hmm. that replace your family. And I know people that, like, yeah. yeah, they're not close to their biological family, but they have five or six friends that they see, you know, multiple times a week, you know. Like, I mean, and then you tell them all of a sudden you can't. And, of course, they need to know better, but, again, it's, it's very cool to talking to my mom and she was the one that said it before even I did and she was it's so sad because it comes from the top to the bottom it's all because of Trump Trump doesn't make it seem like it's a big deal doesn't make it seem like it's serious people actually believe that because he's the stupid ass president and some people are still backwards enough to be like oh the president doesn't think it's that big of a deal so it's not that big of a deal yeah your mom your mom's 100% right I mean when you have the the free, the leader of the free world, uh, which I don't know if that even is true anymore. Uh, basically, saying that this is a hoax, this is a we'll just go away. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't need to wear a mask. Of course, all his dipshit followers are going to say that. I mean, you're going to have people saying that, irregardless of who president is. But with this fucking guy at the helm, of course, he's fueling tons of uh, you know conspiracy theorists, and it's my rights. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. That's what I was going to say. Uh, has been bothering me is seeing the sheer amount of people having freakouts about wearing face masks. It's fucking insane. Like, just put a little thing over your face for 10 minutes. And they're acting like we're fucking stealing their firstborn child, bro. I'm 20 times more scared for when the fall and winter do come back around because a respiratory virus like this loves those conditions. The, the the humid and cool conditions where, you know, droplets can suspend in the air longer, where you got your heater uh, turned up most You got of the your day, heater, you don't want to open up the windows, you don't want to let exactly. the, the ventilation. No circulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, oh, it's going to be a fucking, like, that's when the second wave's coming. And to think that we aren't even out of the first wave, 
is fucking insane to me. Like the fucking piece of shit president is out there golfing, having rallies, uh, checking his border piece of shit wall. Like if everything's fine and people are dying, dying that they, they, they Texas and Arizona had to make the phone call to start ordering those those fucking semi truck morgues. Man, our country is so fucked in so many ways because of such crappy leadership. There's this uh, company, they do some sort of um, analysis on um, cell phone data. And they took cell phone data from Miami during spring break. And then they took that data and tracked those devices. And you can just see all this movement from Florida. And you start panning out of the map until you see the entire country. And you have people from uh, New York going all the way back up to New York, going to the Midwest, coming through Dallas, Texas, all the way to Arizona, bro. That's how this shit spreads. And there's no sort of national, you know, hey, we should chill on travel. We should close beaches. Recreational stuff needs to be, you know, completely shut down. No, everybody's going at it their own nilly willy, you know, willy nilly way, which obviously has done nothing let's try to get into some jams here try to get us a little bit of pick me up new shit new shit speaking of uh cell phones what do you know about uh what do you what do you know about gtl gtl no clue all right gtl stands for global tel link Ooh, is it the satellites that fly over and provide wife wifi the satellites that are watching us waiting to take us to their land please take us now save us now aliens this is an open invitation right now on the midnight genius hour for those aliens that are listening to us we will host if you you are listening always welcome on the mgh podcast always please communicate to us let us know i will say this they uh always they've been finding these broadcasts bro uh that they can tell are coming from a, uh, what's it called, consistent kind of source, but they haven't been able to really figure out what it's all about. You're always welcome here. GTL is a global tell link. They basically, what they call integrated information technology solutions for correctional facilities. They, they allow inmates to pay to be able to call their family and speak to them over the phone while they're incarcerated in jail. Wow, so they're in charge of the phone systems in jail. Then they rack up like 50% of the profit of the telecommunications industry. 50? And basically that leads me, that, that, that long-winded rant leads me to let you all know about this album that was recorded from the Men's Correctional Central Jail in L.A. Uh, Draco the Ruler and jug season draco the ruler is currently in jail he's already acquitted for murder charges the da decides to file criminal gang conspiracy charges and 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 shooting from a motor vehicle they're they, they won't let him out they're keeping him in jail while this goes on that trial happened it was a hung jury a new trial is set for august this whole time draco's been in jail for like two years Wow, and he recorded this fucking thing through the phone system. He finds this badass producer, and he calls him up through GTL, and they record an album together, 19 tracks long. 
Damn, it's not even short. This is this is probably the best album ever recorded in jail. The production is so underrated. It's so smooth and, and slick. Everything is subdued. So I'm going to be a little bit indulgent here and let you hear both two of them. I got one called GTA 6. This one's just badass because he's just talking shit to everyone thinks that they're in GTA in real life. And I love that reference because I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto 5 myself. And then he's got a track at the end of the album called To Be Honest. Free Draco. Nigga, you only half a star, but this ain't Grand Theft Auto, though. You riding around with a chopper. You want to hit him in his mama, you think this Grand Theft Auto, huh? Instead, you hit him in his friends, then post it all on Instagram. You think this Grand Theft Auto, huh? You off 10 different pills, then crying about why I'm up in jail, because this ain't Grand Theft Auto, bro. And now you crying because he told. Your killer went on like a hoe, yeah, this ain't Grand Theft Auto, huh? You think this Grand Theft Auto, huh? You must think this Grand Theft Auto, huh? You must think this Grand Theft Auto, huh? Shit, man. I think this Grand Theft Auto, bitch. I'm finna ball out at the club. And shoot it up at niggas' mug. I think this Grand Theft Auto. I think life a game, you on the side of me like, bitch, you wanna race? My life is Grand Theft Auto. I'm all fall type of judge. Come out, P.O. Ho, dick and a judge. I think this Grand Theft Auto. I'm a rock star, just crash another Bentley in the wall. I think this Grand Theft Auto. He wanna bang, I wanna ball, but I'll slime you up in Gucci in the mall. I think this Grand Theft Auto. Now we up in Nima Markets, put some money on your head, now you a target. I think this Grand Theft Auto. Nigga, what you wanna do? It's really who I'm finna shoot. I think this Grand Theft Auto. Nigga, what you wanna do? It's really who I'm finna shoot. I think this Grand Theft Auto. Nigga living this life, man. It's 2020 out here. Cause I heard thugging, but shit, man. Thuggin' I be crying about the pills and all that, man. Niggas be crazy out here, man. Shit. Nigga done shot 10 niggas on camera. Crying about why I'm up in jail and all that, nigga. Nigga, you shot a nigga in front of the police station, bro. Whining and shit, nigga. Niggas be crowns, bro. Nigga, if you thuggin', then you thuggin'. Man. Nigga. Stop telling. Stop telling the truth. Nigga. This ain't Grand Theft Auto, bro. It sound cool, though. This is real life. Grand Theft Auto shit is cool, though. Till a nigga get in jail, niggas crying. Man, free Draco, he ain't do nothing wrong. <laughs> Sheesh. Damn, like that, Jig? <laughs> Can you fly the hook back in now, Jig? You must think this print that final one. Bing, bang, go. Jig in this chopper, hold a honey. My name's Draco, what the fuck I look like running? We ain't never been the same in the first place. I'll knock a nigga down on his birthday Silly nigga should've stayed up in the church lane Drag the M6 all up in the third lane Crash dummies on my head is coming third brain I had long walks with Jesus on my word Play your baby mama thirsty I wouldn't even let her curb me I got model bitches all up in my DM like a surgeon I curve them like I'm pitching in the major league I got 50 long stocking in the safe with me I'd have been through some things you'll hate to see Little nigga pop up here trying to stay some beef I ain't even in my ammo, I'ma pay them see I was walking in the jungle in my bathing apes 
When I'm crisscrossing, nigga, you'll be laser face. I got two dyke bitches with me face to face. I guess I got time to play on this day and age. All these bitches gotta pay me just for playing games. Two extendos on me, that's Shanae and Nate. Juice hunting like I'm looking for a place to stay. For these kids, I've been crashing cools that day. Honey plus whips, nigga, this the major leagues. Play with me, basically. I'm Mr. Big Bang Gucci, Mayling, brought me Susie. So young, just a groupie. Ling Ling, wanna sue me, I got priors. Put a knife on the Draco, I'm Mike Myers. I don't know nothing about Draco, I'm Mike Larry. I got problems, you hear me, the sight crying. To be honest, I'll put you on a stretcher. To be honest, those are not BBS. To be honest, bro, I think you need to chill. To be honest, I don't think that's your kid. To be honest, I don't think you niggas know me. To be honest, you should buy another rollie. To be honest, if I pull up, then I'm scoring. To be honest, a Hellcat is not a form. To be honest, you can never be me. To be honest, my real life is TV. To be honest, he'll be dead in the morning. To be honest, everything you do is corny. To be honest, I'll put you on a stretcher. To be honest, those are not BVS. To be honest, bro, I think you need to chill. To be honest, I don't think that's your kid. To be honest, I don't think you niggas know me. To be honest, you should buy another rolling. To be honest, if I pull up, then I'm scoring. To be honest, a Hellcat is not a form. To be honest, you can never be me. To be honest, my real life is TV. To be honest, he'll be dead in the morning. To be honest, everything you do is corny if you're really being honest. And the, the album is called uh, Thank You for to Using be honest, GTL bro, because at the end of every single phone call, uh, that's what it says. So the whole album is littered with Thank You for Using GTL. So you need to tell me this. You said earlier when you were introducing GTL that they uh, take 50% share of the telecommunications profit in this country. Is, it, is this correct? They control 50% of the inmate calling services. Oh, okay. Industry. Whew, scared me. That, was, that would have been a crazy, crazy fact. But My bad, my bad. I, no, well, I will say this, that GTL represents a corporation, a corporation whose sole purpose You're is right. You're right. in the prison system. A corporation who has CEOs, who has, you know, people that sit on boards that are fucking millionaires who mm-hmm. are whose sole purpose, again, is to make money off of the prison system. So if yeah. you want to tell me that the prison industrial complex isn't a thing, you're fucking crazy. And secondly, if you want to tell me that there aren't certain people that are the... Um, sole fucking prisoners or slaves or targets of this system, which are the black and brown youth of this country. I mean, just look at this cat. What's his name? Um, Maceo the Great. <laughs> Draco, Draco the Ruler. The ruler. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Draco the Ruler got acquitted off some uh, you know bullshit charge, and then just to keep him in jail and just to put a poor man down, they drum up some other bullshit charges on him. All the while, all the while, who's making money? The fucking GTL. Darrell Caldwell, Draco the ruler. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. All right, so let me jump into uh, into my guy, Kwaku um, Asante. I, I literally just came across him, man, through my new music playlist. The reason why I like this song specifically is it gives me those, like, genuine kind of... Uh, early 2000 R&B vibes uh, so yeah let's check it out man tell me what you think oh I didn't even tell you the fucking title of the track it's called Dust give me that give me that no 
up in stages where I'm entertained Skin tan, conscious and burger tray Oh, baby Sensity's been waving like an ocean I took the antidote and can't feel the effects of your potion I think I really checked out Genuine before. Funny story, we saw Genuine in Fun 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 Fest and super hyped. But their formats back in the day is they had like a lot of uh, the earlier bands were like short sets, man, like 30, 45 minutes. Like, and if the artist doesn't give like a, a true attempt to make it a show, you know, 45 minutes can go by in a blink. Anyways, we got pissed off because Genuine did like a whole 15 minute like Michael Jackson tribute and we were like, what the fuck is this? We want to hear Genuine songs. <laughs> what else have uh, you been watching? You been seeing anything, uh, any cool shows, good movies, good... Uh... Well, one thing I wanted to mention that I watched very recently is uh, Hamilton. Hey, check that out. Bro, so 100% I have not seen it, so how can I judge? But I mean, I've seen enough little clips that I'm like corny as fuck don't mm. thank you i i recommend it dude i think you should just give it a shot the music is pretty fucking badass and the voices the singers are really fucking badass i thought it was gonna be corny and cheesy too pretty good spectacle dude and i think you'll like it because the music is pretty fucking cool i'll definitely give it a listen uh, but i can't promise you that uh <laughs> I mean, one thing you have to get past and, you know, you tell me what you're thinking on this is like, how are you when it comes to just um, Broadway stuff, period, you know? Yeah, I'm not an expert at all. Yeah, for real. Uh, 
I mean, I've seen uh, Chicago and Moulin Rouge on, you know, those <laughs> movies were pretty good. I, if I was in New York, like if I had a chance to go to New York, I would definitely try to catch some type of Broadway just to check it out. I guess I'm just a lover of art. And, you know, once you start playing it, you're watching it in like the first 10, 20 minutes, I'm already hooked. I don't think we're spoiling anything here, but yeah. I mean, they, what, are they, what is it? The story revolves around Hamilton's legacy and what... It's about Hamilton and how he's kind of a forgotten figure, figure in history and he gets to have his story told but they also call themselves out a lot too and they talk about how there's like who gets to write our own story and who gets to be in charge of our legacy and uh, they 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 talk a lot that like it's very introspective too which i found to be very uh, compelling okay yeah and that's exactly what i needed to touch on or, or what i wanted to hear is that there yeah. is some sort yeah. of tackling of the fact that you know, these men are somewhat contradictory in the sense that here they are, most of them slave owners, where at the same yes. time they're fighting yeah, for they, freedom they, yeah. of a tyranny, you know? All these other people and are forgotten too and how women and how they're they're kind of pushed to the side and how they shouldn't be and, and their stories are intertwined and yeah, it's 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 really compelling stuff. So I think you'll dig it. finally break down because it's, it's funny man like Hamilton is nowhere being a new uh, you know piece of art like it's been out for what three years four years well no only on Broadway okay yeah, how are we gonna watch I mean, it how, how are we ever gonna watch it you know book a fucking trip to NYC <laughs> <laughs> bro I loved New York City. I mean, oh man! Since we're on, since we're on topic, this just be my little quick love story to, to New York. As a kid growing up, listening to hip hop, I mean, you know, New York City is the fucking birthplace of this beautiful art form that you're enamored with. I always saw New York City as like a place I want to go to, and when I finally went, God, it lived up to everything and more. I mean, I just felt like. A little kid you know and i've i've been places you know i'm I'm not the most well-traveled person but you know i'd been to seattle just uh the year before that and seattle was very beautiful you know i mean the nature out there is just shockingly gorgeous but new york city the hustle the bustle the subways the just the sheer magnitude of the the concrete jungle god i fucking love it man and of course you know, I stayed in Harlem, which is my, my second birthplace. I mean, yeah, there's tons of negatives uh, about it. And I completely, like, I, you know me, I love, I love the sky. I love nature. I want to go hiking. I want to go out to, you know, get fresh air and run and not have to worry about traffic. 
and you know tons of shit like that but i mean the allure of the city just uh, invites me so much new york i love you but you're bringing me down new york i love you but you're bringing me down like a death of the heart jesus where do i start but you're still the one pool where i'd happily drown thing that I got recently just because I already have HBO but I got the new HBO Max and HBO Max is the shit bro they got every episode of South Park wow what yeah they're gonna just start having shit on there that it's just like whoa it's available here now you just have it it's badass dude I saw the one where they go hunting and then they also got for the first time ever Studio Ghibli Do you know, you know anything about that Ah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of those Japanimation things. Or ah, well, I mean, here this is very, very ignorant of you, but I mean, Studio <laughs> Ghibli is 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 classic, and Spirited Away is one of my favorite movies of all time. That movie, you know, you should give that one at least a chance because that one, it's, it's it's like you're not even watching an animated movie. It's so real. Hey, have you ever seen The Matrix? Um, is that the movie with Keanu Reeves? I don't think so. I had never seen him either, and I saw the trilogy for the first time ever. I'm you 100% know. I'm 100% joking, bro, because I thought you were fucking being facetious about not seeing <laughs> it. How the fuck have you not seen The Matrix, bro? At least the first one. Like, okay, the trilogy, whatever, but the first one? Dude, I was you such know? a Matrix geek, bro. You were? You were yeah, selling like, Twitter, I, what? I, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't go to the movies dressed as Neo on, like, release night, but I was fucking hyped about those movies, dude. Like, on the first one? Well, I didn't see the first one in theaters. Like, okay. I think I saw it, I think I saw it in, in Mr. Perez's fucking class. <laughs> um, and the second one, what, you shaved your head and went yeah, dressed as Morpheus or what? <laughs> the little sunglasses? Little, little sunglasses, bro. <laughs> No way, I went as Trinity. You went as uh, J.D. Pinkett Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about the drama with her and Will Smith right now? Ah, dude, there's so much cheese, man, huh? I'm, I'm honestly shocked that you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm no, 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 I know just because, like, I'll be, I'll be scrolling through. <laughs> this is, what's, this is what's, what's crazy about 2020, you know, what counts as news, but I'll be scrolling through news stories, and that's, like, one of the headlines, you know? <laughs> like, Jada Pinkett confirms, and then a few days later, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, dude. But, it's, no, it's for real, I first, <laughs> I saw The Matrix for the first time, all three movies, and, like in, uh, in continuously or like all in the same week or something? Yeah, I just like sat in one day and I put those. Uh, have you ever seen a clockwork orange? Hell yeah. I put those things on my eyeballs, on my eyelids <laughs> to keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. You're so, you're so, you're so cool. 
<laughs> oh man no but I, I watched them in like a span of a week and <laughs> and i always remember the the eye drops bro they would drop his eyes just to make sure they were fucking in the fucking music just blaring all i remember watching that all loud and probably like my mom and sister thinking like what's wrong with you oh uh, well yeah did you know that uh will smith was actually the first one offered the role of neil Oh, thank God. Yeah, I No offense to Will, but I think Keanu Reeves was the guy for it. Dude, no. Oh, my God. Okay, that was one thing that when I was watching it, and, like, Keanu Reeves is just not that good of an actor. But I think the character of Neo, he's like this unassuming, like, I don't want like to just be a the nobody. One. Just I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one. He's you know? too like for everything. It's just the same expression. Like whoa. That's wow. why. That's why when he fucking figures out that he can stop the bullets, like it's an epiphany, and it's like oh. A few weeks after that, I saw V for Vendetta. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, also great movie. Eh, I thought it was good, not great. You know, I like that actor though. I mean, that listen, Hugo Weaving. You need Hugo, to. Hugo you need Weaving, to, you have to. You have to watch these movies with a grain of salt in the sense of like. I'm watching them, you know. They're fucking like Matrix is 20 years old, bro. Like Matrix is badass. I thought it was badass. I would say it's badass, probably. Okay, like the first so, one, the first one legit badass. The second yeah, one, the second probably one, like the, one. the second one was kind of like bled. The third one was actually pretty cool. I mean, no, I think they're cool and they make me think. Yeah, I thought V for Vendetta was not as good as the Matrix though. For sure, but I'm just saying yeah. these movies. Good, great, these movies you know? are they? You know, they didn't age as well as when they first came out. You know, I look back at things that I thought were badass. Like mm. I can't remember. I know I was watching a movie recently that I was like, "Man, I love this when I first saw it," and then seeing it again, I'm like, "Wow, that's pretty fucking." You know, whether it be the special effects or their oh, editing or acting. That's a good point. There, uh, you know what? On the flip side. I, I, I can't think of a lot of stuff that I saw and I loved and now I don't. I don't I mean, really have that, that really. It's, it's not that I don't love it. It's just like, oh, man, that's a, a lot rougher than I remember, you know. On the, flip, on the flip side, though, yeah. I watched Jurassic Park, the original. Yeah. And till this day, I'm in awe with the special effects and it's how the good. dinosaurs look and stuff. Because it's old as fuck, bro. And it's it good. still looks fucking good. That's mid-90s, too. That's like 95, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, Matrix it, came out in 99 when we were freshmen. Mm-hmm. That's Super why I said I, I don't think I watched it in theaters. I mean, no, I mean, Binchy way over here. I didn't even watch anything. Okay, what about Dunkirk, bro? Dunkirk, the war movie? Yeah. Still have not seen that one. Wanted to see it when it came out in uh, 80 millimeter. What was it? Maybe. You should watch. You should watch. Speaking of 70 millimeter, that's crazy you say that because that was the hateful eight. Yeah, didn't get to see that one. I think they went. They had that one in in um, Burke. I remember seeing that one in the in the theater on Christmas Day when it came out. What do you think about that one? Um, I never saw the hateful eight in a theater. It came out on Christmas Day, too? For sure. Because I saw fucking, um, I think we've talked about this. I saw um, fucking Django on Christmas Day. Okay, what do you think about uh, Hateful Eight? Great film, great film. I mean, 
just the fact that they're all literally in uh, in the little uh, cabin is so interesting to me. I think it's so powerful because it's the first time that Tarantino was actually able to get Morricone to score score for him. And he only did literally. one song. Did he did the whole score? No, he scored for him. He won the best original score for that movie. Tarantino begged him to do Kill Bill. Begged him. Yeah, and he said no. And then finally, Morricone fucking relented. I didn't know he did the whole thing. I mean, I probably knew when it score. came out, but to, to, to know he did the whole thing now, wow. And of course, rest in peace to that beautiful man.
Rest in peace, Morricones. That movie is just uh, that chick, Jennifer Jason Lee. That is her She's film. badass, yeah. I mean, Dunkirk, I recommend it. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting making that parallel because Tarantino, he's also a big movie buff. He considers Dunkirk his favorite movie of the past five, ten years. Wow. It's intense, dude. It's a war movie, but very little narration. Uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, you know, Memento, Interstellar. It's uh, really interesting because it's told from three perspectives, from the land, from the sea, and from the air. Wow. How cool is that? Have you seen uh, High Fidelity? Oh, fucking classic. Man. That's a classic. Probably one of my top top ten films for sure. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love Jack Black in that one, dude. <laughs> Jack Black just steals scenes. Every single scene that Jack Black is in, it, he steals it. Fucking A, dude, for real. Like, I wonder if, you know, uh, you know, other actors kind of get annoyed by being upstaged in certain scenes because he would be it man i think i think if you're a good actor and, and you're and you're you're uh, confident in your craft then you would you would just feed off it you know i would love it if some if jack if i was acting and jack black was with me why did you bring it up you just finally watched it or did you watch no that's a, that's show? that's a movie that's a movie that i did watch back in the day that one came out when we were in high school too and I showed that one to Sarah. I was like, you haven't seen that one? Because she was watching some show on Hulu called High Fidelity, which yeah, is the same thing. The chick. When uh, when Jack, when that fucking, what's his name? Susan Sarandon's husband, the tall guy, the fucking douchebag his girlfriend leaves him for. Susan Sarandon. Husband. All the Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. <laughs> when Tim Robbins comes into the fucking record oh store. Oh, my though, gosh, yes. That's the best scene. And they jump his ass. And then the fucking little guy gets the wall or a window AC and, like, fucking slams it on his school. Fucking You're office like, space. Like. We're like, I weigh. And then it's just like a fucking fever dream or whatever. Classic movie. And a cool movie for uh, us music snobs. Oh, snobbery. Uh, let's get into a little bit of sports talk. The locos are back. Get on the fucking train. EP Locomotive is on their way to win their first fucking USL trophy. I don't give a fuck if it's during a pandemic. Get on the fucking train. Locos are back. Tell them what fucking happened yesterday, bro. Get on the crazy t- train already, motherfuckers. What you waiting for? We got what now? We got uh, four points in our group. We're first place in our group. Yeah, yeah. Man, what was it? 83rd minute? Whew. Yeah, a little late in the Got game. Ah, oh, man. It was a battle. We were we were dominating that game, though. It was 0-0, but we had them. I will say the first half was um, a little sketchy. I think uh, RGV came out uh, very, very uh, offensive and physical. Very physical with our players. Very physical. And we sat back, absorbed pressure, absorbed pressure. By, I think, the whistle, we, we felt confident with what pressure we were absorbing. And then second half came out and pretty much dominated. We got a quick turnaround. We play Wednesday against bitter rivals. Piece of shit, New Mexico fucking United. Woof. Isn't it funny how... Why did I say it like that? Isn't it funny how... Uh, New Mexico United has quickly become our bitter rivals. Like, is it because they're the closest team? 
or because they're douchebags? Yeah, fuck I yeah, dude. Bo- <laughs> yeah, bold. <laughs> because they got badass Adidas jerseys. Speaking of that, I th- that's why I hope the team shop is doing hella specials because they're like, all right, yeah, BLK, this season is a fucking scrap, so we probably only signed a two-year contract with them anyways. So they're like, it's we're not re-signing, so fucking let's get rid of this inventory early. So that's why everything's on fucking sale <laughs> right now. And hopefully 2021, when the fucking vaccine hits and we can go outside and play, we're going to be in fucking beautiful adidas kids well didn't they sign a uh, contract with nike nike no you're right chingao yeah dude we're fucked Fuck. everywhere all right well oh. uh, chelsea man we chelsea we just got a bad beat down but lester helped us lester's gonna keep us in the top four for now they really gave us a solid now we also need to do uh work well, I mean, we have the FA Cup, and the FA Cup is a trophy, but I'm sorry. I want to play Champions League football, so I, we need to stay in the top four. We got to be in the Champions League, but that's going to be a showdown on Sunday against Man U, bro. But if you told me if you told me right now, though, um, you will not lift the FA Cup for 100% sure, but you will play Champions League football next year. I'm taking a Champions League football like every day. Oh, yeah. Like, tell me right now you're going to lose to Man U in epic fashion, 3-4, to four, but you're going to be in Champions League next year. Yeah, I'll take it. Yes, I would. Yes. <clears throat> hey, you know what's crazy? Did you see the game yesterday, the Sheffield United game? I oh didn't, bro. God, I'm dude. a horrible fan. so shitty. But the sun came out at one point in the in the first half, and the fucking Sheffield United goalkeeper put on a cap. <laughs> he had, Are you fucking kidding <laughs> He had a fucking black Adidas cap on for like 10, 15 minutes. That's hilarious, bro. I mean, honestly, that's... I mean... That is, there's no problem with that. Think about a catcher. No, like, no problem. They put, they put their, they put their mask on. <laughs> I mean, it was just at, funny to look and at. And if there's, <laughs> if there's a, a fly ball in the infield, he'll just throw that shit off. So think about it. Next thing you know, he's gonna bust that with the fucking Oakleys. You know, and this is funny that it's, it's only an issue because they are playing Premier League football in the middle of the summer, which never happens there. What do you think about the, uh, the whole drama with the? The NBA and their fucking jersey names on their back. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they they opened themselves up to uh, to all this drama because and I don't even know about much other than the controversy of them having the option. Is there more controversy than just having the option to put some sort of you know saying on your jersey? Well, I think the you know I mean? the only ones that are I think bummed out about it are bummed out because they didn't have a say. In what goes on the back. The NBA got to pick like 23 or 25 approved shit. And you can pick which one you want on your back. The majority of them went with something. They, they, they picked something. But there's a few that didn't. And one of them is, of course, LeBron James. Most self-centered basketball player on the planet. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I think that just sucks too. Is that you don't even get consulted. And you're the one going to be playing, you know. Why not have a choice? Yeah, I, I think it was dumb that they let them choose. It should even been, it should just been across the board or nothing, you know, or like a Black Lives Matter patch on on somewhere on the jersey. You know what I mean? 
Like this whole 23 approved fucking... That's yeah, you have to choose from this list that we picked already for you. When you work for a big corporation, you know, and the big bosses make all the decisions, and it's like, well, you got to talk to me about it. I'm the one that does the job, you know? I'm the one that does the shit that, that you, you, you have no idea what I do. person who I literally only found out a lot about at least until recently Terrence Martin um he has been coming out on this fucking podcast at least three or four times recently he's working with everybody under the sun in the hip-hop and jazz community um but he links up with um Katrinata, the producer extraordinaire big fan of his and the big homie Kamazi um and Robert Glasper so all these cats put together uh, a little project called Dinner Party. And, uh, I mean, end-to-end, it's, it's beautiful. Times you feel you're listening to a, a jazz arrangement. Other times you're, you know, listening to Katranada's beats and, you know, everything in between. So, anyways, let's listen to the track First Responders.
or is it an EP? Yeah, it's EP, I believe. On that note, my next one here is going to be another hip-hop uh, duo here from NYC, Armand Hammer and uh, Billy Woods and Elucid is their name. They got an album out called Shrines. And I like this track a lot called Pommel Horse. Uh, they uh, sample some 80s music on it and it's another trippy-ass uh, grimy album. It's just another uh, sweet album with a bunch of really cool beats and uh, they trade off the uh, the rapping and take turns emceeing on it. It started as a lesson of achieving dreams and reaching fantastical heights. Ended with us watching the challenger rock smoldering on a black and white. Flame lick flame like lovers do. Feelings bump rush logic tend to tumble through. Hard and who? Open sky. Click the box. They cut the lights in the room. In the summer before 9-11 I slept with my boots on where I could. This ain't no boo-hoo retelling. I was still chin on my square. I was good. I got where I needed to be a few days before we breathed different. Hammering horseshoes, a pale horse is fitting. Clean entrance, blood stamp, service is rendered, paid in full. Boom in succession. I'm on the roof across the river. Every nerve and attention, no reception, solar suspension. I'm grounded but sinking African burial ground from here to Seneca Village. You can't dig a hole fast enough, deep enough, wide as fuck. Built for comfort, not for speed. Peak optimization of earth digestive needs. Scream therapy, coaxing melodies from the noise. No I never lost my song When the moon and the planet and the stars collapse, 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 collapse When the planet and the stars and the moon collapse, 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 collapse When the stars and the moon and the planet collapse, 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 collapse When the moon and the planet and the stars collapse, 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 collapse That mortgage, tornado insurance, that house will be my old lady's coffin. Ill winds, more often, snatch Negroes on porches. Took the curtain down, odds of corporation, the corporation remorseless. Bureaucrats cautious, calling corporate, calling corporate. Wind rattle your shingle, gavel bang. Now you human chattel, the king thought to mingle with the rabble. No, fell back leaking, the people's claws reaching, eyes like sequins. By candles glow, play my mother's piano in a bando. Dueling banjos, get money, but these pen Feel like they could cover manholes Shoot hit cops, Rambo Mujahideen Stallone, a simpler time Busting Mexican brick into dime Feeling like Pennywise, what a time to be alive Tackle over chicken thighs, churches fried Boarded up, we still inside, ghost high Why you fuck jealous? Might trip you on the stairs to the cellar Show you forever, together, numb, great Set you on pepper spray to wait The leper will tell you straight Family and friends will lie to your face Lie to the last day when the moon and the planet and the stars collapse, 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 collapse. When the planet and the stars and the moon collapse, 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 collapse. When the stars and the moon and the planet collapse, 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 collapse. When the moon and the planet and the stars collapse, 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 collapse. My brother wanted to build a zoo. He wanted to build a utopia. Because when he looked around him, all he seen was destruction in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got money coming in, sometimes you don't got money coming in, so the grind is crazy, you understand what I'm saying? 
sometimes I had to go in the supermarket and take chicken. So if he got hungry, did you get scared? If that shit got hungry, then I had to go take chicken. What the fuck? The album cover is nuts, bro. That picture is from this guy in a neighborhood that had tigers in his fucking house. And he left them there abandoned because he couldn't feed them anymore. And that's like when the cops found the tigers. <laughs> that's insane, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been on a hip-hop kick lately. But, I mean, you got to check those albums out. We got some new music jams for you all. As always, come and find some crazy stories and some good new music. And uh, lastly, you know, kind of want to end. It's really depressing, you know. It's hard to have any kind of hope. What are you most scared of? So, jokingly, I said earlier that the vaccine is going to create the uh, the next zombie apocalypse, or maybe the first. But uh, it is something I do worry about. I have read articles that epidemiologists are saying, like, they're pushing, you know, some of these drug trials onto humans and then next large scale, you know, uh, tests faster than they've ever seen anything in you know, the history of modern medicine. So maybe I was joking, but maybe I'm not because it can be scary that maybe the cure will come faster or, you know, come right on time at least, but at a cost that we're not going to see until maybe years down the line, whether it be some sort of cancer or issues, you know, again, later in life. Um, but shit, maybe the fucking zombie apocalypse. Who knows, man? But that's one thing that has been worried about. How about you? That's super extreme. <laughs> right, all masochistic, right? I'm very, very worried about Trump winning. Oh, God. I'm also very worried that we're just not going to come out of this pandemic for a while. There's so many unknown variables. The whole thing with the vaccine, they say that there could be different vaccines that work differently. Like you mentioned earlier, what if there's a second wave in the fall? The kids got to be going back to school soon. You know, I know that's something my sister's worried about. She doesn't want to go back to school. Why, why do you have to have lame-ass people like Betsy DeVos in charge to be out of touch? You know, that's something we mentioned earlier when people are out of touch and you don't even know what's going on. Trump winning and another four years is scary, but also that we don't learn anything from this pandemic or that it just continues in this vicious cycle is just very terrifying. I think we've learned very little, if anything, you know, from at least a societal, you know, uh, standpoint. And it's super sad that, you know, the, 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 the most basic kind of social constructs of like, hey, looking out for each other and, you know, abiding to doctor's orders and health official orders and, you know, just doing the bare minimum. Like, no one's taking away your fucking liberty by telling you to wear a mask and not fucking go out as much. But no, dude, like, we can't even depend on people to, to do that stuff. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but as a, as a society, as a human race, geez, I hope nothing out. Like, if Ebola hit this country, oh, we'd be fucked, bro, for sure. Everybody would be bleeding out in the streets. And people would be like, no, it's my right to bleed out. We're officially middle, uh, halfway done with 2020. We got to get some change going on. And I'm not forgetting about the the Black Lives Movement either and how 
we can't forget it. I mean, that dominated the summer, that dominated the late spring, summer. We can't let that steam, you know, fall off for sure. I think we'll just try and keep uh, staying on topic, staying with the movement, uh, you know, talking about what needs to be spoken about. And of course, hey, good gems in the meantime, right? Yeah, in the meantime, we'll just keep doing that. We're going to close out here. Just want to let you all know about this track here. It's called America by Mr. Sufjan Stevens. And he, he's got a new album coming out apparently at end of September. But he's already come out with two long, epic tracks. And uh, this is one of them. So check it out. This is for all you Brianna Taylors out there. Elijah McLean, Philando Castillo, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner. It's for all y'all. Gone too soon. Take it easy. On the MGH podcast, we out. Is it I have tasted of your blood